and welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Homer. And today's episode is brought to you by FaceTime. FaceTime. And also Combos. FaceTime and Combos. It's a combo sponsor. Yep. It is a combo sponsor. It is a combo sponsor. Caleb, how are we doing? We're doing great, Dan Cole. How are you? We're on FaceTime. Yeah, weird. I've never seen so, dude, FaceTime. Yeah, so to catch up the listener and the user, um, we were on Zoom before this call, and it was just acting real funky, and we both did speed tests, and we both had fast internet, so what's going on? I don't know. Oh, disappointing Zoom. Probably I mean, NFTs. We are, we are clean as a whistle right now. Yeah, clean as a whistle. For real. You're, uh-huh. so, you're crystal clear, too. Yeah, you sound good. Have I just been sleeping on FaceTime this whole time, like we should all just be on FaceTime? I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll report back at the end of the podcast. Good for Apple, man. Yeah, really checking the boxes. <laughs> D. Um, how you doing? Uh, very well, Dan Cole. How doing? Very. How doing? How doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Um, I say how doing now. By the way, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. How was your newfound glory concert? It was great. It was everything I ever wanted it to be. Were you dressed to kill? I am always dressed to kill. Um, but on that night, were you like particularly dressed to kill? Um, <laughs> no. Yes. I hope you were. Always dressed to kill. <sighs> but not, <laughs> not particularly that no. night. Just your average level of dressed to kill. Yep. Yep. Um, well, that's fine. No, it was great. It was actually, it was weird because... Uh, the crowd was older than I expected, but I mean that's to be expected. What what do you what what did I think I was getting yeah. into? Um, but it was like you know it's a thirty a crowd of thirty somethings, and a lot of them used to be into like punk type stuff, but now they're not, so they don't look like people who are into this music, but they're super into show. it. So it's uh, it was I went to a bright eyes show. Yeah. Uh, so during that like really like brief moment where everyone thought COVID was over, yeah. You know that like really yeah, dope yeah. like three week period that existed where yeah. everyone was like, "Oh my god, we're all vaccinated. Cases are going down. Everything's opening back up." It was great. During that moment, Bright Eyes scheduled a show in Asheville, and so we went to it. Um, and there was just all these people, and I was like, "Oh my god, the world's back!" Yeah, you know. And all these all these people were like, just old. I felt really old. I felt really old. Yeah. Because the number of people, the number of old people at this Bright Eyes concert was like wild. And I was like, wait, do we know all the same words of the same songs? You you brought your 11-year-old to this show. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is pretty crazy. See, that, that's the best way to put it. Looking around and being like, wait, like seeing people like sing their hearts out to these songs. Like, wait, what? Like, you, yeah. you, you know this song. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. You you brought it. You brought a teenager to this show, right? And you know all the same words that I know. It's wild. It is wild. It's really uncomfortable. I I think I've learned something. Um, tell me, tell me if I'm if I'm on here. So you know, you go to a concert. There's a lot of drunk people. Yes, sure are. There's a lot of high people. Uh huh. And it's easy to tell who's high and who's drunk. Very easy. Yes, easy. But there's a new kind of high. 
that I think I've witnessed like heavy at this concert more than other concerts. Um, and I think it's ecstasy. I've never done ecstasy, so I don't know. So I'm looking for, okay. you know, I have, you don't have I've to confess ecstasy. if you've done ecstasy or not. We'll just go there. Um, but so like there were like, first we got there, I walk, mm-hmm. th- this guy like, just like walks up to me like he knows me. And it's yep. just like smiling ear to ear, but not saying yep. anything. Yep. And then he's like, hey and then this happened a bunch of times like just puts his hand out for a pound because it like just stands awkwardly for a minute and i'm guessing like this is what it's like on ecstasy he's probably just like so like like a warm embrace vibing incredibly hard but then he like realizes like he should probably like interact in some way so he puts Mm -hmm. like his fist out and so you know i pound and i and then i realize that like oh he's just on something he's not like he doesn't actually know me then he's whatever hilarity ensues this happens probably five times and like one in one moment i'm in the middle of like the concert crowd so people are you know like it's just a mob of people and i'm singing my heart out to one mm-hmm. song i don't even remember the song and the guy in front of me turns around and starts singing at me and yeah. just like and he's right and you know he's a foot away and he's singing at me super loud and i i'm like okay yeah cool all right whatever you know i was like this is a little weird but but all right, I'm, I'm down like so you know we're singing at each other and then he like you know, puts his hands out to like um, crowd surf me. And I was like, oh no, I'm good, whatever, you know. And then he like goes in for, to like slap me up, but he like pulls me in and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't know what to do. He like kind of like holds my arm and I'm like, this is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes in for a kiss. He said, he, he said, you. I love you. And then he went in for, and then he just stood there and then he went in for a kiss. And my brother like swoops in and is like, bro, you know and he's like get off <laughs> i thought you were gonna and say like d- brock just like knocked him out cold no um <laughs> in one no he, he was just like he just basically put himself between us and was like yeah. get out of here get out and of then here. this guy like kind of like walks away to some other girl and starts this is a good good thing on brock like brock is not huge into like going out and stuff but his wife mm-hmm. is so he's always like at bars and clubs and stuff we into the wee hours against his will in kind of like a little pissed off mood yeah but he I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. He, yeah so he but he's cool about it but he's i'm yeah, yeah i'm exactly the same guy okay in these days right okay yeah sure. used to be i was right. shutting <laughs> the bars down on purpose <laughs> yeah, exactly. now i'm shutting the bars down by accident yep and i don't enjoy it which is funny because my brother i would have considered more like uh, i don't know the right word not like that than me but now mm-hmm. he's like i'm you know i'm like a church lady i go yeah. to bed like way early earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like this whatever anyway um so he he's like well versed at like constantly having to get dudes off of his wife who is beautiful uh-huh. and has beautiful sisters and whatever yeah, yeah. so anyway he like at, a little bit later he like chases this guy down because he thinks this guy's like r- up on a girl who just doesn't want anything to do with yeah. him turns out she's his wife um so whatever <laughs> we're going on here but that that was just like one of those those things. Like he's just kind of got his eye out for like who's who's being you know, and then he just yeah. go up. Who's, he's who's a bad actor. He's so big that like uh-huh. he can just go up to anybody and just give him a look or push him a little, and like they'll totally back down, which is great. Yeah. So anyway, the question for you is: Is this ecstasy? It, it there is a decent chance of it being ecstasy. Um. So I think there's like. A few things here. Sometimes uh, drunk people just act like that. Um, just, I, dude, it did not. 
Okay. I, I feel like I have so many signals. That, and then like, sometimes if you're having the good kind of psychedelics, um, that could be acid or mushrooms too. Yeah, I, I guess I picture people but on... I've only been around people on probably acid Molly. and mushrooms a little... Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Pe- there was just like a warmth and to everybody who was being like this, <laughs> where they're just like <laughs> staring a lot but so yeah. smiley and they just want to like connect with yeah, you. Yeah, that's probably Molly. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting, man. So I'm not, I, I'm had not a, used I had to, a brief, st- to I had this. a brief stint in the rave scene. Okay. Um, I got my face touched by a lot of strangers. It's so weird to think about like during COVID, like that period of my life where I went to like the most crowded rooms to like get sweat on by other people and like mm-hmm. have them touch my face. But um there was a lot of like like uh stranger face touching going on yeah in okay. in 2010 for me yeah i bet all right i was rare i really like even when i was using ecstasy did not enjoy the touching of other people's faces nearly as much as other people seem to enjoy the touching of my face gotcha <laughs> um what does it feel like to be on molly uh it well so this is here's one thing to note is that you really want to know what molly you are buying because a lot of the molly in the world is actually meth really so yes (laughs) so crazy dude is a lot of meth out there being sold as molly interesting i Um, would think like i don't i've never done meth but i bet i could tell somebody who's on meth Apart from somebody who's on ecstasy. Um, it that, depends. Yeah? Okay. It really depends. So I have never intentionally done meth, but I'm pretty sure I've done some meth because I thought I was doing Molly. Does it just make you crazy? Like super hyped up like an amphetamine? You're just like, just like yeah, uh, well, totally think, amped up and... and uh, so amphetamines are pretty euphoric, right? Like they give okay. you that sort of like full body, good feeling rush vibes, okay. right? So like, um, but yeah, and so does Molly, right? Mm. Um, gives you that whole like good body feel. Yeah. Where it's like, ooh, my skin feels nice. I feel like, like if you like, have you ever like taken a shower? And I just did, um, Daniel. My hair is still wet. Okay. What kind of soap do you use? <laughs> Today, uh, I won't make this a long tangent, but there was just like. It was like a Listerine, um, uh, like tongue thing worth of mm-hmm. soap, <laughs> like a single Listerine tongue thingy, breath strip. And so, yeah, breath strip. So I have it in the palm of my hand. I'm trying to lather up something. I end up just like sticking a, a little chip of soap under my armpit to just and like stuck to your armpit hair. Yeah, and I'm but then it just disappeared because it was that small. Um, yeah. But normal, I don't even know what type of soap. But I wanted to tell you about my soap. Okay, so have you ever like taken a shower at a stranger's house or a hotel or something? Yeah, uh, and I have. The soap like surprises you by how like nice and silky it makes you feel when you get out of the shower, and you're like, I hmm. should probably write down what kind of soap that is so I can buy it. But then you never don't. had that experience. Okay, I've had the experience where like you get out of a shower and you're like, whoa, I feel like like brand new, like a baby. Really? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. And like my skin just feels good and I feel like good in a way that I don't always when I get out of the shower. Okay. 
Um, that is the closest thing I can describe to like the good skin feeling of being on Molly, where you're like, you just kind of want to touch your skin a lot and be like, ooh, I feel like I feel good. Like, okay, <laughs> me feels good right now. Yeah, like I'm enjoying feeling me. Um, so there's that, and then there's just a general goodwill towards all mankind and animals. You know, just mm-hmm. a general goodwill, yep. a gratitude and appreciation for people, a general recognition that everyone's doing their best and deserves a lot of recognition for that because life's hard, you know, mm. just like this, like insanely like, wow, man, you're great. You just want to tell everyone you love them and you respect them and yeah. like they should just keep going, you know, cool. and like it's good. You know, it's just like it's all good vibes. And that like. With Molly, that just kind of like lasts until you get really tired and fall asleep and are depressed the next day because you burned out all your serotonin, Mm. right? So that's like Molly, which is fine. You just schedule it on a day where you can like afford it and you, you just, you know, didn't know that sleep a lot and, you know, drink a lot of coffee the next day and you'll be okay. So like the side effect of Molly is not like like a headache hang like it's nothing it's just like no it's like emotional emotional um i mean you are tired you're really tired yeah but like imagine i like i think of molly as like i'm gonna take all of my happiness for today and tomorrow and experience it today gotcha (laughs) tomorrow i'm not gonna have any left because i used it to i used it yesterday Mm. but like if you've got like a big concert or something you want to go to like Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I'll I'll bank a couple of days worth of happiness and do it at this concert. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's MDMA? That's that's Molly. Okay, thought so. Um, okay, and Molly is ecstasy. They're all the Ex- same thing. So ecstasy is like the class of things that include MDMA. Okay, so there's a bunch of pills that include MDMA that get sold at raves, and some of them have. Most of them have some other, like, some amphetamines in there. Gotcha. Um, and MDMA is technically an amphetamine. It's just, like, a different oh. kind of amphetamine. And it's MDMA not... is, like, so that's the, that's the um, like, finger-thumb thing. Like, ecstasy has MDMA, but MDMA doesn't have ecstasy. Like, it's, like, MDMA yeah, ex- is the smaller unit of thing. And ecstasy is like the word MDMA for a is pill like that a chemical. A bunch of stuff. Okay. Yeah, MDMA is a chemical. Okay. Um, ecstasy is pills that include MDMA, or like where the primary active ingredient is MDMA. Right, right, right. But people put all kinds of random shit in ecstasy, or, and people sell all kinds of other random shit as ecstasy. Mm. Um, which is why if you go to a rave, there will be a table in the back with test kits. Um, mm. that you can go take your pill and shave off a little corner and drop some stuff on it to make sure that it is what it is. Interesting. That's because a bunch of people died in the 90s and now in the era of harm reduction, people are like, hey, let's not uh, yeah. needlessly die of weird overdoses. Yep. Um, so most raves and most like big festivals have like drug test tables hmm. um, and the cops like leave you alone if you're going to them interesting um so yeah anyway and uh what was the other so mdma ecstasy molly is mdma molly is like a name for mdma but like people 
when I was like, I don't know, 2009, I want to say 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Back then when people said Molly, they meant moon rocks, which is like yellow crystal MDMA. Okay. Um, which you could then crush up and snort or lick or do whatever. Right. Or put on a fun dip thing. Do whatever you want with it. Sure. You know, but like you could look at it and based on the shape of the crystals and the color. Yeah. No, this is almost certainly MDMA. Then over time, people started selling random white powders as Molly, quote unquote. Um, but it's like, that's a problem because like random white powders can be anything. Yeah. And then now it seems I haven't done drugs in a long time, but like it seems based on my experiences being around people, like we were walking back from a bar one time and my friends started talking to some guys who ran a body shop Mm -hmm. and we were walking away and my friends like, they gave me Molly and I was like, what? And he shows me. And he's got gummy bears in his hand and mm. he's saying they're Molly. But like back in my day, you would say like, these are gummy bears that can maybe contain Molly or these are gummy bears. These are ecstasy gummy bears or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know ecstasy gummy bears. I thought ecstasy came in pills. But anyway, they took it. They were up way too long for it to have been Molly. They were definitely like weird little meth gummy bears, which mm. is weird, which is what you should expect if you buy molly gummy bears from dudes at a body shop but definitely anyway, what, what i would expect yeah this has been our drug segment nice nptm brought to you NPTM. by molly do molly. you listen to miley cyrus molly cyrus yeah. um yeah i enjoy it i don't I, so i'm not like keeping up on her career recently but do you I'm know in. the miley cyrus song that's um like I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> dun 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 dun. We'd like to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing is it dancing with Molly or dancing with Miley? Uh Doing I whatever I would assume that that is like intentionally ambiguous. Okay. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, excuse me while I kiss the sky. Wait, what this you- guy? Yeah. Dude, what? that the dude at the show definitely had both of those songs in his head. He was dancing with Molly and trying to kiss this guy. Yeah. And Brock was like, no, you can dance with you Molly. Not kiss you this cannot guy. kiss this right. guy. You can dance with Molly. You cannot kiss this guy. That's a really well, um, well done little bit there, Daniel. Well strung Sell together. Sell it as an NFT. We will. And we will. So let's oh, jump Caleb, over to the part to, where we yeah, talk about right, the NFT t- Talk project. to me about your... Uh, travails in the land of nfts dude i'm like uh it's crazy you're knee deep in it i am and i'm having a ball good and you know what i have to say to the haters (laughs) this is what i have to say you're lost bros you're freaking lost it is so much fun i haven't like learned i haven't had to learn anything from the ground up since i was you know, you know the days like that we were always reminiscing about where we watched Ignatian and everything in technology was new and shiny and everything you just dug into yeah. everything all the time? Dude, this I'm not gonna take you off topic, but take I take me, Daniel. You know our last Minai topic at the end of the last episode where we talked about uh transducers? Yes. I have been trying to implement transducers in PHP um a little bit here and there. I now okay. fully 
understand what transducers are. Cool. It's insane, but it's another thing where it's like it's a concept that's so difficult mm. to wrap your head around. And like you're trying to understand like why is it like this? What is it for? How is it structured? And I get it now. Okay. Um let's come back to the NFT stuff then real quick. So a transducer, the way that you pitched it to me, is like you uh-huh. got your normal eloquent collection, map and filter, or whatever. Right. And you're going through a list of stuff and you're applying those things in like a basic for each loop. If you're going to apply two things, you've already looped through it for the first map. You're going to loop through it again for the second one. Transducer is like, well, what if you just, instead of, you know, it's almost like taking a different, taking the cross section of the, um, of the iteration. So what if you have one for each loop and then apply those mutations? Like, so if you, all right. So if you start with an array that says foo bar, and then you have a map that makes it uppercase and then another map, that removes reverses it great exactly yeah well so the the really good example is filter map filter selects only the even ones so imagine an array of numbers right and what you want is an array of all of the even numbers doubled so you are you providing me with a use case for transducers no no no, i'm just i'm just giving you like a cleaner because in the one you did it's just two maps right is there something wrong with that no, but this just demonstrates that you can do filter and map on the same thing. Let's start with the maps because there's okay. a hole do in the, the maps, maps. And then I think okay. this is... So you got the two maps. It goes mm-hmm. foo, foo, and oof. And so it goes through the first time, turns it into foo, and then the next time it turns it into oof. With transducers, I picture you have two callbacks, one for each of the maps. Uh-huh. You have one for each loop. Mm-hmm. On each iteration, you just pipe it through each callback. Um, so that is not exactly true. Okay. Cause that to me is super simple. So I'm surprised that it so would be like, that's it has kind to be of, more than that. Because what do you true. do with a filter? If something, if you had a filter in there that returns false, how would you remove it? Remove right. that item. Right. So you don't return the value. Okay. What you return is the accumulator. Okay. So you know how a reducer has an accumulator? I don't know anything about, oh, a reducer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a reduce or a carry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you basically return the carry. And the carry is like the array so far. Correct. Is it a new array? It is an array. So it is the modification of the blank version of the thing. So it would be an array with one item in it, which is capital oof. Okay. Right. And so then you also have something called a step function, which tells your transducer how to merge these things together. So in the case of most of the stuff I've done so far, that step function is always just array concatenate. Mm. Yep. Right. Um, But you can write alternate step functions. Yeah. Right. So you can write, you can do anything you want with like, how do I merge these things together? Yeah. So if you wanted to export, like if you wanted to do like a join on your array or yep. something, yep. then you could like eliminate that loop that's necessary to join things as well hmm. and just have your step function be like string Con- add. Yeah, com- right. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. That's pretty cool. So like you define your own step function. Yeah. Um, 
And so you're not required to output the same type of value that you're inputting. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the basic pitch. You are creating reducers that return reducers is what's going on here. Okay. Right? So rather than reducers, normally reducers return values. Yep. Right? But here you're returning reducers that return reducers, and you're basically piping them into each other along with the accumulated value of the previous reducer. Um, this doesn't make sense because... Oh, no, no. So for filter, let's talk about how filter is implemented. Okay. Filter, so your, um, the test callback that a filter accepts that says like, is this true or not true? Uh-huh. Is called a, oh, it has a name. Test I'm just, let's just call it test, right? Okay. So basically what you do is like test um, test item. So inside of a reducer, you get carry and item. Those are your two yep. arguments, right? Mm-hmm. So you say test item, uh, question mark. Uh, Where carry. are we? We're inside of, we're defining the filter method. Okay. Right. So basically you, you run the test and then you either just return the accumulator that you received. No, you're saying accumulator. Yep. You're breaking my brain. You're describing so, to me how to implement filter with a trans that accepts a transducer. So every, every transducer function is a reducer. Every transducer function is a reducer. Right. So map is a reducer. Filter is a reducer. They're all reducers. And a reducer meaning what? So array reduce. Yep. Except reduce. T- takes oh, an array with that. Takes yeah. an array and returns a single value, right? So yeah. that's what reduce does is it takes an array and it returns a single value. For sure. Right? So every map, filter, all of these like yeah. common array sum, any yeah. of these things can be written using a reducer. You can write all of them as a reducer. Okay. Uh, you don't. You don't have to believe me. We could do it together if you wanted to. But that's so. The way that filter so works like as a reducer. So, like, if I have in JavaScript, if I have like some array, my foo mm-hmm. bar array mm-hmm. dot map, and then let's just stick with the map for a sec. So we're gonna do dot map dot map. Okay. To turn it uppercase, then reverse. Doing two maps. Okay, yeah, yeah. The array uh-huh. dot map with has a function that returns the value, another dot map function that returns the value. You're saying that I could refactor this in plain JavaScript to say like array dot reduce, put in some reducer function that will just make a question mark right now, and then call dot reduce after that instead of the map? Or are you saying that you pass this is a, describe to me with vanilla JavaScript how you would sure. turn my array.map.map okay. map into this reducer thing. Sure. Um, so let's just start with the first array.map. So the uppercasing foo, right? Yeah. Yep. So that, let's just start with we're writing a new reducer, right? So it accepts a carry, uh, it accepts a item, and it accepts an initial value, right? Okay. So the initial value is an empty array, right? Because we're reducing an array to an array. Hold on. Right? The initial value 
is an empty array. So I'm saying dot reduce the initial value is an array. Yes, the initial value is an array. And then, um, and okay. then, yep. And then, so, so then, well, let me write it for you. Sure, yeah. So you have the array, you have dot reduce. Then you'd say function that accepts two params, carry and item. This is usually what I call them. Mm-hmm. And then that function body. Then the second parameter to the reduce function is the initial value to seed the reducer with, which is going to be an empty array. And mm-hmm. so in the function, if I wanted to turn everything into uppercase, I would say, I would say return carry, because a carry starts out as an empty array, dot um, concat or whatever, mm-hmm. and then pass in item dot upper to uppercase. Correct. And then that would be the equivalent of a map. Correct. So if you wanted to write the function map, so if you wanted to make a new function called Caleb's map, yeah. Right? Now you want to define a function that accepts Wait. a closure. Can we just stay in this space where we're just sure, literally yeah. writing dot reduce and then how yep. do we so, introduce the so now second you have, map without now doing you two have, loops? No, you would have to do two loops. Oh, you to have do to do two talking. loops internally. Right, because you haven't built transducers yet. Oh, I thought we were building I'm transducers. I'm just saying okay. we are. We are. But step one of building transducers is understanding the concept that all of these array operations can be done using reducers. Right. But so isn't there a magic trick you could tell me in plain JavaScript without even creating a function? It's like, how would you literally write this out with like dot reduce in this? Like we already, we're writing the line of code. We're writing Mm -hmm. the the code piece like that I just wrote. Now, what do I write next to make it so that there's only one loop, but two transformations? Sure. So you're not going to be able to chain it like you're talking about. Right. Because that'll to go through one and then it'll have to go through the other so right are you passing in like an is it a nested reducer or something weird how how's it work yes so you have a compose function um that's what they're commonly referred to as right but your compose function basically accepts a bunch of reducers of all shapes and sizes and by this is the thing that is tripping me up decole like mm-hmm. can we and it, Stop me if we have to go it's into the re- world of like names and new concepts, but can't you just keep in the like the literal JavaScript code that we're writing? Walk me through how we can yeah, so achieve a, a single hard, loop to transformation I'm, thing. I'm going to warn you up front. Yeah, yeah. It is hard to understand what's going on here when you're looking at the code. Right. But so I feel it is like, going to, it's going to be, this is going to be a journey. Let's do it. Okay. But I want to so, build it up, you know, atomically. Sure. So I didn't build it up atomically, but we can try. Okay. Um, so here's what I here's what I would say. So your reducers. So we now understand that we can duplicate the functionality of map and filter and blah blah blah. Um, through a reducer. Yeah. Right. Um. So what we know is. We can duplicate. We can explain how does one of these array mutator functions yep. affect a single item, right? So if we have a single item array and an empty array as our initial thing, right? We Sing- say, what's single item array? Well, let's just say like we were mapping over an array of one item. Okay. Right? Just to keep it really simple. Sure. Foo right? item. Yeah. Foo item. So we know that the way that the map function works is that it takes an array of one item. Yep. And then it takes the initial array, 
which yep. is an empty array. Right. And then it add it modifies that item by running the callback that you pass in. Yep. And then it applies it. It uh, concatenates or pushes it onto the or the initial array. Yep. And then returns it. Right. Yep. So if we wrote a reducer that instead of um, instead of taking the carry, yep. it just took the init and pushed it, right? Nope. If instead of taking the carry in the function, the first parameter would be the hard-coded empty array? Not the first parameter, but the, the return value of map. The right? return... Well, we're not even... We don't have the... There's no map concept here. Sure. Yeah, I'm referring to this reducer that we're writing as map. Right. The callback we pass in to reduce. Yeah. Just to be clear, I know I'm being a huge stickler, but like, just to like, because we're in the weeds, if we just say reducer, I don't know necessarily what you mean. Is it the callback or is it the whole reduce? You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we'll just speak like plain, really plainly. So you're passing a callback into the reduce function, like we already talked about. The yes. array has a single item that is foo. You're right. saying that. We're passing in the initial value of an empty array to the reducer mm -hmm. to, to reduce as the second parameter. But we return from the function now a what? That's what we you're return an accumulator. Okay. So, well, what, what is the word? We have to not use So, words. an accumulator. So, yeah, we, ha we have to define words because there are so many words here that we're going to have to talk about. Well, them. build it for me literally otherwise each we're just step gonna and be then tell me that's called an accumulator. Okay. <laughs> I'm so probably just being... Let's, whatever, let's talk but, about know. array reduce and let's talk about what it does, okay? Because okay. all of this is reduce at its core. So if we don't have like a really strong basic understanding of like the words surrounding reduce, we're not going to get there. Okay. So reduce, um, reduce. is a method... Yeah. that takes an array or some iterable object, right? And iterates through it. And while doing that, builds up a single return value and returns yeah. it. Uh, there is another method that is lower level than reduce in many programming languages, which I don't think we have in PHP, but we ha it exists everywhere called fold, mm. right? So fold is lower level reduce, okay. but instead of building up a return a single return value yep it's building up an accumulator okay which is a so, function presumably which is like a history of what all of the return values have been okay so rather than so if you have a six item array you would yep. then return another six item array and if your callback was like sum where it's like item plus accumulator mm-hmm Right. Then the first one, and it, you were just doing like an array of ones, right? Then your final resulting value would be one comma two comma three comma four comma five comma six. Okay, that sort of makes sense. It makes sense conceptually, but I think with any of this, like, I can only fully understand if we actually build it in JavaScript. Okay, so we'll build. Let's we'll build, build this it in old function or something. Okay, uh, we can try and do that. So imagine you for each an array. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. For each item yep. in the array, we are going to uh, 
take that item yep. and pass it into a callback. Okay. Right? Yep. And then we're also going to pass into that callback another variable by reference. Right? Okay. So the item and then the, var the variable we're passing in by reference is called carry. Okay. Right? Um, and so we're going to basically loop through yep. this array. Yep. For each item, we're going to run a function that yep. accepts a user a carry. provided callback that would be our transformation in this case. Correct. Or so it accepts back. the item and it accepts a carry. Okay. Right? And then this, uh, this, Uh, this Second callback parameter thing. Okay. Yeah. This callback is going to then do something. Yeah. To return a new value. Right. Right. Yes. And so then in our for each, we're going to say, great. Now take that new value mm -hmm. and append it yep. to the carry. So our carry, right, to the accumulator, so which is say, also the carry. So we're writing fold. this in JavaScript. We have let carry, then we have let accumulator. Carry is, for starters, well, it'll be the initial value for the first thing. So we'll set it to... So it'll be an empty array. It'll be an empty array. Then accumulator is also going to be an empty array. Uh, um, so so in, in the case of fold, there is no difference between carry and accumulator. Oh, it's the same exact thing? Yeah. Okay, so then let's just say let. All right, it's called an accumulator. So with when we talk about fold, we'll talk about accumulators. Mm -hmm. So we let accumulator equal empty array. Yep. For each through our items. Yep. As item or I'm so <laughs> mixing languages here. Yeah, and it's hard. For each and through. And I said pass by reference, but we're in JavaScript, so like. Right. For each through, on. we have. Um, so in the first iteration, the item is going to be lowercase foo. Mm -hmm. Can we just do an array of integers? It's so much easier. Is it though? Yes. Because ah, you okay. keep saying, oh, and then it accepts foo and it returns foo, but you're not saying whether it's uppercase or lowercase. It's confusing. I think the array of integers is harder, man. Because let, let's stick with the foo. I'll say lowercase foo. Okay. Let's just try it. Try okay. it with me. So we for each through, <laughs> he's rolling his eyes. We for each through the Husker do's. And the first iteration is lowercase foo. And we take lowercase foo and we pass it into a user-provided callback. Yes. But first, before we pass that in, we'll pass in the carry, just like, you know, like it's a reduced We don't function. need to pass in the carry because we're in JavaScript and we have access to the carry because it's in scope. Okay. All right. So the user-provided function, we just pass in the item. So it calls that and it turns it into uppercase. So we say like let result equal callback pass in lowercase foo. Oh, no, I guess we do have to pass in the carry. So it has the carry. Yes. So the function has the carry and the item. Okay. So we're passing in carry and item. Mm -hmm. And this thing, the mm -hmm. carry is an empty array. Mm -hmm. And so in our reducer function thing, mm -hmm. um, we were returning the carry concatenating on the uppercase foo, right? Correct. So in this for each... When we call the function and we pass in carry, we're just we going to return uppercase foo. Yep, 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 yep. And then we say, so we say let result equals, and now result is equal to an array of uppercase foo. Correct. No uh, result for for a fold. You're just gonna you're just gonna return foo. 
uppercase. Interesting. Bill. So then what did we do with the carry? Why did and we pass then, the carry in? Because we might want to access other values on the carry besides the one value. Okay, so we'll pass it in for fun. But it's not used like a reduce function. No, so it it is used as a reduce function because you might want to access the values, right? So this is right, why an array. I'm saying like in a reduce this is function, why an array of integers would be a better example because I could explain. I could like, we could talk about that. Let's stick with the foo. Okay. <laughs> so we the return value is now just uppercase foo, mm-hmm. and we gave them the carry in case they want to do anything with the carry. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. In case they want to do anything with the so carry. So we have let result equal uppercase foo. Yes. In our loop. And now mm-hmm. what do we do with that result? Um, so we we return it from the... Oh, yeah. So we have the inner thing. And now we append it onto carry. So now we say carry push result. Okay. Right? Yep. And then our loop runs again. Okay. And so over time, we're going to build up... So say we have like an array that is like foo bar baz, all yeah. lowercase, right? Yep. The result of the fold function right. is going to be uppercase foo bar baz right yep right and in the and so if um that's so i guess we've built map there right yep let's write a slightly more complicated uh let's write a slightly more complicated fold so that we can see the value of folds okay um so there's an array of five integers, right? Okay. And we I'll want allow to, it now. <laughs> we want to get, yeah. for each step, like, imagine that the, uh, the array of integers is like, each integer represents like the value of a hundred-sided dice that you rolled. Okay. Right? So you like roll a D hundred, and then you like write down that val- the number that you get in an array, right? So when we have one roll and we rolled a 50, the, our average roll is 50. Okay. Right? Say we then rolled a tw- uh, 10 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Now our average roll is something else, 30 something, right? Yeah. Because it's like the total divided by the number of rolls, yeah. right? Yeah. So say we wanted to make an ar- take our array of dice rolls and return an array of, at the time that we rolled that dice, what was our average roll? Right, yep. Right? Cool. Yeah. So now we, we can take in the carry, and we can say, like, based on... Or mm, yep. base, so we'll, like, take the index, and then we'll take all of the values up to that index and add them together, and then divide them by the index. And that's going to give us the average up until that point. Right. Does okay. that make sense? It makes sense, but let me make sure there's, like... Because we only have a carry or our mm-hmm. accumulator or whatever, I think I'm, I'm mixing the words again, but we only have one variable that acts as the carry or the accumulator in our fold definition. And so if we loop through the lower, so our, we have, uh, we're looping through the numbers. So the first one is 50. Mm-hmm. We pass 50 into the, the user provided callback with the carry, which is currently an empty array. Mm-hmm. The callback goes, Take 50 and average it out with all the items in this array, which there's mm-hmm. no items, so it's going to mm-hmm. return 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so we return 50, we add that to the carry. Okay, so now the next iteration has 10. We pass 10 in and an array that contains 
50 in it. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I, I see how this works. So then in the, in the callback, right, we, we were returning um, 10 average together with 50. And then that gets added on. So the next right. time we so look through I guess where like, we have, hold on, let that me That wouldn't be useful for probability. But yes, that's what, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm completing the, the thought mm-hmm. here. So then you're passing in 30 as the third one. Then it's going to be averaging with, with 50 and the average of 10 and 50. Mm-hmm. returning that adding on to the carry okay the thing that i was missing is that you have you've stored the state of the original array in the for each like you're going to be looping yes, through the original values the yeah i had like some weird carry self-feeding race conditioning thing going on but that's so, that's clear i got it yep cool okay so that's a fold right so like you're building up this value or this array of values over time okay right reduce is basically fold dot last fold dot last got it yep so if okay. you just took the last value of that fold sure. array yeah. that would be reduced because it it takes an array of values and returns down to a single value okay right yeah does, does that make sense yeah okay so i just wanted to sort of like explain fold so that we could get to reduce yeah right so reduce basically takes a value applies a function to it with a carry, so you can take the input of of the carry that you've been building up over time, yeah, and then like spit out a value. Yep. Um. Okay. So now, the modifications. So let's think of both. Fil- let's just restrict our scope to filter and map, right? Okay. Yep. Those are the only array functions we care about. Okay. Um. You can express both filter and map as operations that are basic as basically callbacks that get passed into a reducer. Hmm. Okay. There's that's uh not clear to me. Okay. So can we drop the concept of reduce altogether and just talk about the fold function we just built? We can't. We can't just use this fold function to build what we're trying to build here. This concept yeah, I mean, of fold we can. dot lasting. Yeah, yeah. So fold dot last is called reduce. So well, but it's different though because the I guess it's different for my mental model because the callback that you're passing into fold uh-huh. is not the same callback you would pass into reduce. Right, because reduce you need to build up the final value. Right. So you have to do the the applicate because so the carry is just one of the values it's not the whole it's not the whole array Hmm. i guess what i'm saying is i think i think to fully understand what you're saying we should use our fold and then fold dot last and forget the concept of reduce i don't think that we should do that i think you understand how reduce works right i don't because fold dot last to me Mm -hmm. is different than like how would i how would I implement my own reduce function using the fold thing that we described, using the fold dot last, if the callback that you provide to reduce is shaped a certain way, you know? You know what I'm saying, Daniel? I really deeply don't understand what you're saying. And it could be that like I like Here's what I'm saying. I'm explaining something badly, but like No, no. All right, so we'll stick we got the integer thing. Mm-hmm. Or the the, uh, the array of integers. Mm-hmm. 
of dice rolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you want to just have a reduce function that spits out the average of all of them. Or the, yeah. The so average I of got all of them. them. I think I got the math wrong on averages. So that's like not actually what we would be spitting out. We'd be spitting out something else. Right. Some different, because it would be an so average. The average like, of all of the averages up until now. Or I don't something. know. I don't know enough about math to know if those are equivalent or not. They're not. But let's just pretend they are. So some sort of average function, whatever. If we were to write, if I were to write a reducer for this. Yeah. Like just, I would do like the array of all the roles dot reduce. Pass in a, a callback that accepts a carry and an item. Mm-hmm. And then I and put initial value of empty or, or an initial value of zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I would say in the callback, I would say return carry plus plus zero divided by original array dot length, basically. Um, which would. You know what I'm saying? Return carry plus what? Return carry, which is zero to start, mm-hmm. plus the current iteration, the item, mm-hmm. divided by mm-hmm. however many are in the whole set, which is the length of the original array. Right. So that would be the, the callback that I'm passing in to reduce. Mm-hmm. And so... So I think the thing I didn't explain appropriately, and I might have just misspoke here, is that fold receives exactly that pattern of thing, Oh. except it returns a value except that the, that value is kind of getting automatically appended to an array rather than so so it, we do need a carry and an accumulator i you're using words again we need you're a using let words that i think you're using and wrong. a let accumulator in the beginning of our fold definition so that we can so let's yes, rewrite correct, the fold correct, function. Correct, 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 correct. We're going to rewrite our fold function so that it so that you can pass in the exact same callback that you would pass in a dot reduce. Yes, yes, yes. So we have so, let accumulator let carry mm-hmm. for each through the items. But you you the user the developer don't have access to accumulator. Exactly. Fold is managing accumulator. Accumulator is internal. Right. So yes. accumulator is just a history of what carry has been at every iteration. Exactly. Yep. So that's, I think that's the thing like I was not being clear on because I, I was confusing carry and accumulator. Yep. Okay. Bingo. So, bingo. So full, that's, fold is basically just like the history over time. Reduce is just like the final value. Yes. Okay. Clear? Clear. Okay. So now filter and map can both be expressed as a value or as a callback that can be passed into reduce. Right? Filter and map can both be as a callback that you pass in to reduce. Yes. Right? And yep. so think about what that means real quick. That means that, because what is a callback that we can pass in to reduce? It's basically instructions on how to take an item and apply it to an empty array. Yes. Right? Because you have your init, which is an empty array. Right? And then you have your item, which is a single array item. So the way mm-hmm. that you would do that with filter is you would say, run this test. If it passes, return the array, append this item. Hold on. If it doesn't pass, if just passes, return the, the empty array. If it passes, return an array plus this item. Hold on. 
if it doesn't pass, return an empty array. Or, right, okay. It Let's carry call the empty array item. init. Carry Let's call plus the empty item. array init, okay? Sure. Uh, so, but, but if it's it passes, n- return init plus I- init push item. If it passes, return carry push item. Uh, yes, correct. So, but, but it's useful to think about this on the first loop where carry is empty. Is it? Okay, well, let's say the carry that is the empty array for starters. Right. Plus the thing, plus the item, or, or return just the carry without carry, it plus the, the item. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's like the, the idea there is that like, for the case where your carry is the same type as the thing that you're looping, right? So you're looping an array and your yeah. carry is an array. So you're right. building up the same type, yep. right? You can now build up all these functions that accept an accumulator okay. and an item and then know how to modify that accumulator based on that item and based on the specific logic yep. to then return an accumulator. Right. So, right? Okay. so what that means is if we, we can build up multiple things that all know how to do that, and on the same item in a loop, yep. we can pass in the uh, initial accumulator to the first one. Okay run through its logic, and it will return an accumulator, right? Now we still have the item. We're still on the same step of the loop. So now we'll pass that same item and the accumulator from the first function into Mm -hmm. the second function. Okay. And then that will apply itself. So do we have to rewrite, do we have to change our fold function to, like, where are we passing accumulator? How is that callback accessing the accumulator? Is it like, so... Maybe in our in the loop in our fold function where we say let result. So we're not talking about fold. We're talking about reduce here. Right. But I'm looking under the under the hood of reduce. Uh Uh-huh. Because we need to access the accumulator that's under the hood somehow. Right. Mm -mm. No. Nope. We're building up a carry that is an array. So you're saying. So we don't need to understand fold at all. We or like I guess it's helpful to understand the concept, but we can destroy our implementation of fold and right because just work PHP on... doesn't. As far as I know, PHP doesn't have fold. This is built using reduce. Okay, so we were just now the lowest we're going. I thought is that the... fold would be an easier way to explain reduce, but I made it more complicated than it needed to be. But I mean, now we fully understand what an yeah. accumulator is. Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's say that I'm just using array reduce or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm just using array reduce and I to in, introduce this concept of an accumulator, I'm reducing my whatever. Let's let's reduce um the I don't know, one uh, a whole array of ones. Mhm. And we want to reduce it to I guess this is the interesting thing. So the uh, interesting it's, it's the, easier to just use the map and filter, isn't it? Yeah. Example. Yep. So let's let's say that we're going to we have foobarbaz, we're going to map it all to reverse and then we're going to filter out bar Mm -hmm. okay so here's i this is my personal nomenclature other people can call things whatever they want but both map and filter accept callbacks right yeah 
So I'm calling the callback, oh, it's predicate. That's the name of the callback okay. for filter, right? Okay. So the callback for a filter is called a predicate. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the callback for map is called. So I've just been calling it the mutator. Okay. Right? So let's just use those words when we're talking. Because otherwise okay. we're just going to be, we're going to be referring to like 50 different anonymous sure. functions here. So yeah, we need yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm with it. So, Okay. So in our reducer, we're going to say mm -hmm. dot reduce on the collection of stuff. Then the first step that we're going to do in that callback, we're going to call some function that is like provide accumulator or something that we pass it a callback and it sends the first parameter as, so an, we're just as gonna, the accumulator. No, we're just going to build up our own accumulator. Um... So we just say let accumulator before we do the reducer. No, we're just going to set the initial value of our reducer to an array. Okay. Right? And yeah. then we're going to discipline ourselves to always return an array. Yep. And so if items need to be added to the array, we're going to add them to the array. Okay. Right? Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. So like functionally, we're going to end up returning the same result that we would from fold but we're just going to do it ourselves. Okay. And we're going to have control over whether an item gets added to the array or not. Yep. Which allows us to do things like filter not adding an item to the array in certain conditions. Yep. Right? So we couldn't do this with fold because with fold adding to the array is out of our control. So we're going to bring yep. the array building in-house. Yep. Inside of our callback. Okay. To reduce Therefore, we're going to have full control over whether an item gets added to the array. Okay. And how, right? Right. So now, filter, the way we would implement filter is, we, so we have a predicate function. Yep. Right? That gets passed in. Yep. And we have an item and we have a carry, right? Yep. So we're going to take the item. Yep. We're going to pass it into the predicate function. That's going to return a Boolean. Yep. Right? If the Boolean is true, yep. we're going to return carry push item. Yep. If the predicate is false, we're going to return carry. carry. Yep. Right? Yep. So that's how filter is implemented. Does that make right. sense? Totally. All right. Map is yep. very similar. It accepts a mutator function, which yep. accepts an item. Yep. Right? So what we're going to return from map is mutate item, yep. and then we're going to push that onto carry. Right. So carry, push, mutate item. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Um, so now we have kind of figured some stuff out. Yep. Um, this is a point I got to where I thought I understood transducers. And then... <laughs> It's Daniel, very fucking complicated. This, this is, is why I'm having so much this. fun. Daniel. What? So then at the end of this function, so you did that, then you return carry. And it goes back in. At the end of the result, you have what you would have had if you did filter and map, right? Uh, yes. But you did it in one iteration for, or only one, yeah, one loop through everything. Uh-huh. Instead of so multiple steps. Daniel. We yes. We've just arrived 
at where we started, <laughs> which is a loop where you apply the filter function <laughs> and the map function. I guess the only difference is that you're using reduce. Mm -hmm. So you're just so wrapping that, it in reduce. So that you can do filter. Um, right. Okay. Interesting. So you're, we're part of the way there, right? We've, we've sort of unlocked the first... We're not first... all the way there? No, we're nowhere near all the way there. Really? Okay. Yeah. And this is... It's only going to get more complicated. So we're going to wrap things in more layers of anonymous functions. Okay. If you, and I don't know if you want to do this, but we can. I'm up for it. I don't know if the listener okay. wants to do it. So <laughs> ask them. Here, let me let me give you a pitch, and then if you, something interests you and you want to pursue it, we can. Okay. Okay. But if not, we can just say like, you can go look at this stuff on your own. Shablamp. Yeah. And then we could talk next week once okay. we've both understood it, because then we it might be easier. Um. So the process of adding things to the array, right? So both of us, both of our functions, filter and map, we yeah. did array or we did carry push item, yeah. mm -hmm. right? We want to take that out of the hard-coded world. Okay. And instead have a function called step. Yep. That accepts the carry and the item. Okay. So that we can do push, we can do append, prepend, we can do whatever we want right okay because there's nothing about filter or map that should uh control the way that the things get added to the array okay all they should control is like what is the what is the modification yep of an empty array right sure so like if we have one item and an empty do you leave array it alone or do you add a thing to it do you leave it alone do you add a thing and what thing do you add yeah right and then we're going to have a step function later, which basically we're going to run through. And for each item, we're going to get an array of that's either empty or has one item in it. Okay. Right. And then we're going to, our step function is going to be concat. Yep. And then we're going to concat all those arrays together in a step function. Hmm. Does that make sense? So we wrote, so the one, we wrote the, our thing dot reduce. We we had a function. We have the carry. The initial is an empty array. Inside of it, we applied the filter callback, the predicate thing, and we applied the map mutate thing, and and we're we're building up this accumulator. We're we're building up to return an, a result array, which is the result of filter and map. Uh -huh. Where are we using step? I understand that you're saying we want to abstract the carry dot push so so that it can potentially switch and be right dot because because that after the, the pushing right. the pushing is an implementation detail that shouldn't be the responsibility of filter or map so filter and map should be agnostic of how the result is getting applied so if sure. we didn't want to build up an array yep but instead wanted to build up a string like if we want to do the join example that i was talking about yeah right like we should be able to do that without having to rewrite our filter and map functions. Okay. Right? And still be able to do it in a single loop. I see. Okay. Right. Join is is the reason that our current implementation doesn't work. Because right, because we would at, have if to we then... apply join at the end of that. Like we first we apply filter, then we apply map. If we apply join, we've now turned it into a string. Or mm -hmm. no, maybe that's fine. Maybe 
it's an maybe now the array hmm no forget nope, it it doesn't not work. fine okay right so that's a good problem statement yeah and so that's the thing right is that like how to combine the values once they've gone through the pipeline yep right so you have a pipeline of array mutation functions right like filter yeah. and map and whatever right and then that, those are going to return like items yep and then how to combine those items into the final result yeah. should not be the responsibility of those pipeline functions themselves sure it should be the responsibility of something else okay so that we can do it in a way that is efficient and gives us the item we want okay like a joined string or something right um so that thing is called the step function okay so the little rewrite we do is instead of say so in filter and map in both of the places where we do carry push item yep we instead now do step and we pass in item and carry okay and we'll define that step function somewhere else okay so just like take that as like something else and you can kind of build like out the it. api for how you define the step function however you want no it's perfect step pass and carry an item for um well step pass in oh right because we ran the filter on we ran the filter function on carry an item and we got the resulting the result and then we're and that's the carry that we're passing in the step like remember how we had you know like carry equals filter where we pass in the item if it's true add it to the carry if it's false leave the carry alone right mm -hmm. so now we're saying step yeah so we're gonna say if it's true then run the step function with the carry in the item if it's false gotcha. just return the carry wait if it's true run the step function ah okay which for now our step function is still just like push item onto carry i gotcha right yep. okay i got gotcha. you yep but we're just abstracting that out one one more level and like putting that responsibility off in another function okay um so let's back away from implementation real quick and talk about like why this is cool yeah. right so in an, in addition to like the minor performance upgrade of yeah. of like doing uh big arrays without looping them multiple times yeah. right but realistically, that is only valuable if your array is so big that the actual looping is the longest part yeah. of it, right? Yeah. So that's not that cool, because how often are you looping an array of a million items? Not that often. Not that right? often. Here's what's cool. Imagine an infinite stream of data, right? Yep, yep. You can run an infinite stream of data through a transducer, Mm -hmm. and get the value even before it's complete. So you can, you can say, having run through 5 million records, right. the current value is this. Yep. Even as new records are coming on board. Right. So you can just kind of have this thing sitting there, like accepting new records. Right. So like imagine like a console command that you were writing. Mm -hmm. that was going to loop through your file system and like count up disk usage. Right. Right. Yep. So it could then, it could basically like 
you could just have like a little display that's showing you the carry at all times. Right. And is saying like, hey, here's the carry. Right. And the only like, reason at the current so this moment. isn't impressive to me because you could do this in a handwritten for each loop very easily. Right, right. You could just like write it out to a temporary variable and re- overwrite it or whatever. Right. Yep. Like it, it wouldn't be like this is like let result equal empty array for each through thing, but just do a console.log result in the loop so that's not impressive but what would be impressive mm -hmm. maybe is like i'm trying to think if the join is the thing that makes this impressive but i'm not sure it does so to me there's an interesting pot potential that we'll talk about in a second the other cool thing about this is that you can multi-thread it so you can handle your array in like a multi-threaded way in what way? What part? What computation is in is like split? So you can. What computations split. are happening at the same time? So imagine splitting your array in half. Yeah. Right. And running the first half through the pipeline in right. one thread. Yep. And the second half through the pipeline in the other thread. And then running both of them through. And then running, those two become an array, and then you run them both through the pipeline. Interesting. Right. Okay. Because your step function is removed from the filter and map, right? Okay. So the step function that like does the joining of things is separate. Yeah. So you can basically allow the filter and map are basically just like building up the things. So if you just run the step function on the two halves and can cat those together, then run the step function on the whole thing and can cat all those together. Mm-hmm. You've now like unlocked multi-threading. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm having a hard time envisioning why this is unique to like what we've done here. Sure. Why, so with a normal, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, with a normal reducer, yeah, right. Uh, you each step of the reducer is dependent on the step before it, right? Right. Which means yeah. that it is necessarily single-threaded. Yeah. Right? Yep. Whereas here, each step of the reducer accepts input from another step of the reducer, but you can, you can like create, this is so hard to explain. The thing we didn't implement yet, which I don't think I can implement on audio with you right now, because I have such a tenuous understanding of it. I've only, I've gotten it to work in code, (laughs) but like, I definitely can't explain it. Okay. Is the one more wrapper where like you're not actually returning the accumulator, you're returning a function wrapped around the generation of the accumulator. So your your mm-hmm. accumulator that you're going to return. Yeah, I was just going to say cuz if you're doing like if you, you know, with a reducer, every mm-hmm. value depends on the value before it. Mm-hmm. So if you're writing something that takes in a big array of of uh and of counts or of you know rolls dice rolls and you're trying to do the average or something and then you split those operations that whole hundred that array of a hundred die rolls and you split it in two to run on two separate threads how does the second thread know so about imagine the data this. in the first you know what i mean right. so it's like it only would do that if it deferred if the second fret thread like deferred computation until the first thread was finished and then you're just back to just synchronicity so it doesn't defer computation right what it does is it 
Uh, so a mat. So like the the response from our filter, right? Yeah. Is uh, if this thing, if this thing is true, then push it. Then run the step function. If it's not, just return the carry. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um. So imagine instead of returning the value of that, you returned a function that applied the value of that to a carry. Okay. Does so that make sense? It does, but but what about a case where you need to know? So with transducers, this is what this is how it would make sense. It would make sense if transducers couldn't do what reducers do which is be aware of, of the last thing that happened. So I could see how you could use transducers in the multi-threaded way with all this magic if you're applying maps and filters. Mm-hmm. And even in join. But I can't see how you would do it if you are doing like something that, de- like you use reducers, things that are aware of the previous iteration. Mm-hmm. You can't, that's, that would be the thing you can't do with a transducer. So the key here is the the part that I feel like we've hand-waved around a little bit here, which is the idea that all we're worried about is applying it to the initial value. So like we have always fallen back to use the carry, use the carry, use the carry. Right. When I've tried to push us towards like apply right. to the initial value. This is value. why it's always apply to initial value. It's always applied to initial value. Yeah. Which means that you can start at any point in yep. the thing and apply it to the initial value. Right. And then as long as you have logic written that can marry half with half or a quarter with a quarter, right? As long as your yeah. uh as long as your step function can be recursive, which yes. it should be able to be. Yep. Then you can multi-thread. So I think I see it. It's basically like, and uh, the key thing is here, like the callbacks that we're using for our map and filter, they're not accepting a carry. They're accepting an item, a single item. They have no clue about the carry at all because... Yeah, they're accepting zero if we're going for an integer or they're accepting an empty array if we're going for an array or they're they're accepting the empty state of whatever type they're returning. They're not even... The filter function is just accepting an item and returning true or false. And then this, we have the logic of if we apply the step function correct, or not correct, outside correct. of that. So yes. necessarily... Sorry, the predicate is, yes. Sure. The predicate, the mutator, whatever. Necessarily, those callbacks can't accept a carry. Right. They can't. And shouldn't, right? Because shouldn't. like... So the functionality don't... that reduce gives you to be able to compute average dice rolls over time transducers would not give you you couldn't do that with a transducer is that the case let me let me try and like understand can you give me the because because with transducers you the idea is that you're abstracting away um you're abstracting away. How do I verbalize it? I guess I can just kind of start from the outside in where I'm getting, where I have the gut sense of like, 
like the multi-threaded problem is perfect that if you're going to multi-thread computation if two things are going to happen at the same time then the the one thing can't depend on each other and if if you're going to do something after the fact that that like makes it all line up so that it looks like they depend on each other you're just doing the same amount of work you would have done if you just made it all single threaded so if transducers true and in the case of map filter and join none of those functions or transformations care about the other items in the collection so maybe that is the limit so maybe that is the yeah i don't know i'm at at an i don't know point so now that's my next thing to explore is like are people because most of the train most of the multi-threading stuff i didn't read a ton of it but most of it was in rust um so like people in rust are doing like multi-threaded transducer stuff like a lot and it seems like people in like sort of like low level Mm. functional programming worlds are doing a lot of this stuff too so like a lot of game devs and stuff like that who are doing like heavily multi-threaded app development yeah it makes a lot of sense use transducers all the time for map filter join um basically anything that's not that you wouldn't use reduce for everything except for reduce right so what what i don't know is like is there something we don't understand about reduce that is a that actually does allow them to do that or are you correct and the idea is you can only do this on things that require the item or is there some way that like you can write a reduce function in a way where like you can pass in like you can condense it all down to a single operation so you can defer some computing computing but not most of it Right. I feel like you, you know would just saying? be moving around the order of computation. You wouldn't be removing the, the load of computation. But maybe what you're saying, I see what you're saying. If you, you can still take advantage, you could potentially still take advantage of multi-threadedness mm-hmm. for some portion of the computation of a reducer. Right, right. But I feel like that portion would be so small and not even useful because the meaningful computation that you put into a reduce function necessarily depends on the carry you know probably you're probably right here um so it's probably just i mean i bear i mean i use reduce quite a lot but not but filter map and join are the things that they're the bread and butter and those are the really common powerful transformations so being able to work in rust and split out that all that work amongst threads Mm -hmm. is huge Yeah, yeah so that's it's super cool the um the thing that I'm interested in, right, because we in our world, maybe for you, because you like deal with like doms and walking trees and like big things that are fast, right, or that need to be fast and are slow. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not like uh, working on information systems these days. Working right. On, like, <laughs> so like my systems. things are request gated, right? Most mostly like. Backend PHP development is like request gated. Yep. Right. Um, and so the interesting thing to me is like if I macro this out and instead of saying like I'm looping an array, think about like take this pipeline and into this pipeline, I'm going to pass a request as it comes in. Yeah. And then mutate that request or whatever. Hmm. It's cool. It's almost like like item potency or something like that right Mm -hmm. but it's like or or like uh the way that we always talk about like middleware stacks as like an like uh like as a 
a way to refer to like stacks of things that take a value in one side, mutate it a bunch of times, and then like spit it out the other side. Right. The problem is though, is I think, I think it's a misunderstanding of transducers. I think based on my suspicion Mm -hmm. that like with middleware, middleware is necessarily in then out. It's, it's um, human centipede. Mm -hmm. It's necessarily like out to in then into somebody else's. (laughs) Right. So you can't use transducers in that case because it's stateful. Anything that's stateful, it's not going to work for, you know, where request related things are mostly stateful. Sometimes not. Can you back up and tell me why I can't, why I can't use something stateful? So I guess the idea is like, you said like in that case, but I wasn't sure what case you were referring to. Right. Like anything that depends on anything else. Mm hmm in the entire request lifecycle mm-hmm. makes those things exempt from being able to be used in this reducer or transducer. So I don't think that's true because I have a database. I can write things to the database. Right, but so, you can't have anything else that depends on those things being written to the database. Um, can't I? No. Why? Because, I mean, really... We're just opening it up. The multi-threaded thing is great because now we can stop talking about transducers and we can just start talking about multi-threads, concurrent code. Mm -hmm. Is like, there's code you can run concurrently and there's Mm -hmm. code you can't. Mm -hmm. And that is the litmus test for if transducers are useful for whatever that thing is. It's like, if, you know, you could, like if you're sending emails, totally concurrent code, like totally side effecty things. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing a database write that something else needs to read from, you can't run both of those things at the same time. You need to wait for the write to finish before you do a read, you know? Sure. I don't think I was thinking about this in terms of concurrency for for this application. I'm just thinking about this in terms of like um, building up complicated values from like regular inputs. Like I'm just thinking about this as like an API that I might like. Right. I understand and I do want to explore it, but like what I'm saying is you could use the question of can this, can I use concurrency here as a litmus test? for can I use transducers here? Even if your aim isn't to have concurrency, is just to have like a cool API or some, you know, more stream-like way of dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a limits test. So Okay, it might be. If, so if what you want to do wouldn't work concurrently, then you can't use transducers for what you're talking about. And the thing is, is that the transduce, the experience of using transducers is very much like the experience of using synchronous looping code, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the internals that are the the fanciness. The internals are the things that provide the value. Uh, yes. It's the the mechanical advantage of it. It's not like it doesn't afford you any like programmatic syntax. It doesn't give you any advantage as a as the developer, right? For the developer experience. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so I guess here's, yeah, maybe the thing I'm reaching for doesn't exist, but the, the like sort of gut feeling like light at the end of the tunnel that I kind of felt last night when I was building this was like, I think there is a way where like this could unlock a mental model for me about stacks of things, right? Um, I'm think the the idea I went for was like analytics dashboards or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like say I have like a 
a WebSocket that just kind of receives new tweets when they come in. Yep. Right? Like anytime Caleb posts a new tweet, my app knows about it. Right? Yeah. Or, or or like a webhook, right? So like yeah. I get hit with this new tweet thing and then I need to update my whole analytics on like Caleb's tweets. So I need to say like Caleb has now posted this many tweets. This many of them included the phrase live wire. Uh, this many of them included a fire tip hot tweet emoji. Um, whatever, right? Right, yeah. Um, the like, if you like fractally take that down to a much smaller scale, mm-hmm. it's the same problem as the infinite stream transducer stream. Okay. Right? Where you have an infinite stream of things and you need to build up values over time and you need to at any given time in the process be able to know the latest values. Gotcha. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Um and so in a normal loop you're working with an array, you want to do everything in memory because you're in like fast world where we do right. everything in memory and speed is the most important thing. So you would never like write these variables to the database. They're just very right. you just store them to a variable, yeah. right? But this is PHP request lifecycle shit. Right. So like anything that we would normally store to a store to a variable, we're now going to store to a database. Right. So I'm starting to think like, is there a way that like I could take the cool like transducer style API? I see that basically like takes a request in one side Mm -hmm. or maybe not a request, but like a payload in one side. Yeah. And then like does things, does things, does things, does things, does things all the way down and then like emits a value. Right. Yeah. And then I could build a UI that allows a user to take these little chunks of logic. Yeah. Like, um, does it include a fire tip tweet or did it mention live wire or whatever and build up their own pipeline of chunks of code. Yeah. And then I would, they would get executed. Right. So like to me, it's mostly about like the idea of like rewriting these mutator functions as things that modify longer standing values right. and acu- like or that modify like a carry. Yep. Right. Right. So you're and then you're like, most interested in it be because it's not a loop through this once, then loop through it again. It's it's it can be streamed. Mm-hmm. It's um uh, it's really like you're after um. What's the what's the package? Um, and the pattern is uh, event sourcing. Event no. Um, well, it's very similar to event sourcing, too. right? It is, but what's what's the uh, the streamy thing like RxJS? Mm-hmm. Um, it's RxJS. It's applying transformations to a. St- this is RxJS, Daniel. You take a stream in, and you apply maps and filters and stuff like that. And you have an output stream mm-hmm. that you can listen for like iterations on it. This is exactly what you want. The, the mechanism that you want out of transducers is the ability to put a stream in, which is cool. Like that's a different concept mm-hmm. and to view a slice of the, of the stream as it's transformed and to view a history as it's been built. And, up. and to view like an updated reduced computed value 
Right, to have like that's a computed like function that, that. And uh, so I think I think dude, I got this to events all RxJS. I bet everything you just mentioned is like I bet RxJS is totally RxJS built on transducers. Exists. Possible. I mean, I probably I think um, it, transducers as defined as like whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like I bet they just use Ramda transducers. Like Ramda has transducer, all this transducer stuff built in. Like any gotcha. of these, or uh, what's the other one, Mochi or whatever. Like any of these, like JavaScript functional programming li- libraries, mm-hmm. like just come with all this, all the all the functions we just broke our back inventing. Yep. Like compose and oh, we didn't even talk about compose, but compose is just the function that you like pass like the filter and map into. Yep. Um, but all these okay. things that we like compose and step and all these other things, like. All those things are just like there's an API for them in these functional programming li- libraries. Um, so I bet that like RxJS is using like Ramda or something to probably. To do this stuff. It's definitely using some sort of machinery. But yeah, that's it's not also sick if loop. you. <laughs> it's also sick if you think about it in terms of event sourcing, right? Because like you add a new event, like a new event happens, and like you want to recalculate some values based on that event but you don't want to loop through all of your events again Mm -hmm. right um and so the way that you write event sourcing code is you have these like cached values that then like get updated or whatever like like a blockchain sort of like it's a it is like a blockchain yeah yeah and like i think that's kind of like how you should think about this stuff you know is like and maybe this is just because, as mentioned at the top of the show, I've done too many psychedelics. But, like, I'm thinking of all this, like, very fractally in the sense that, like, you can push it all the way down to the micro scale where, like, you're optimizing on, like, which processor thread should this half of this array map be done on. Yeah. Right? Or all the way up to the macro scale of, like, what should I do with these 70 million bank transactions that are in my, like, massive database? Like, I think that the same pattern can apply to both places because like whether it's optimizations on the micro scale or the macro scale, like Mm -hmm. you can like by doing this, you can avoid work. I just need to like, I just need to like write like a good example because like right now it's just, it's just a twinkle in its daddy's eye. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this idea that like this could actually be useful for me is just kind of a twinkle in my eye right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that there is a place where it could be useful to me. Like, and so like right now, and this is the thing I was like getting to, but never got to is that like, I'm just having so much fun because this is like clearly such a hard concept to wrap my head around that people are using every day mm. that I'm just like, I just want to fucking unlock this so mm. that I then have this pattern that I can like apply places if I, if it is the right pattern to apply somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. Anyway. We never talked about NFTs, Caleb. We just spent the whole fucking time on transducers. Another time, Daniel. Who cares about NFTs, bro? Yeah. Oh, the whole reason we're here is because fucking Sebastian Dedine asked on Twitter whether this was actually better than Lazy Collections. And I was like, I don't know. Let me find out. Uh Step one, implement in PHP. And then I just went to hell. trying to learn enough about transducers to implement them word yep yeah all right well daniel you'll have to come back to the show next week and fill in the gaps we'll talk more about nfts so you got to learn something about nfts just read this one medium post 
and then we'll come back and compare notes. Because this medium post, medium post, on I'm going to send it to you. On transducers. On transducers. Gotcha. So this medium post is the whole conversation we just had, but with code okay. examples. So it's map and filter. It's specifically map and filter. And it's going to show you how to implement this map and filter example in JavaScript. Okay. All the things we just tried to do. Um, but yeah, I think it'll help a lot. Because it'll, it'll take you all the way there. Gotcha. Um, all right, yeah, let's do it. All right. Dude, I'm trying. I lost your face and I'm trying to open Zoom. I see. FaceTime. Brought to you by FaceTime. Brought to you by um, FaceTime. Yeah. Dude, uh, crypto is insane. Um, I'm loving every minute of it. It's very cool. I haven't been this into into a tech I don't know anything about in a while. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And well, not even like, you know, forget money, even forget NFTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFTs forget are awesome. I, I'll, like, I'll allow it. Dude, it's freaking crazy. We Let do me need give to you a tiny like... quick teaser. Okay. The thing that's jazzing me about this stuff is how many how many like financial mechanisms are just built into the system. Like you could have we could there's this whole concept of multi-sig, multi-signature contract basically where like we could easily set up an account on you could that do this requires in Bitcoin, multiple signatures to do anything yeah that like we can only spend from the account if both you and i approve the transaction and there's like a hundred different permutations of this like who you could set like an escrow situation where you have like two people and then a third party the third party like you need two people to agree on spending so the third party is just there to arbitrate if you don't agree yeah, like, yeah so you and, do like, like money would one percent 49 49 sure i well i don't i don't even think it's like that it's not yeah. even it's just consensus it's not mm -hmm. like um it's not even as complicated as that so there's all these like cool applications there's literally like you could just read all day about cool applications of multi-sig stuff I'm trying to think of like there's so many things like um uh donations uh you know have uh, two parents having a kid and having an account for the kid but the two parents have to approve it mm -hmm. and you, you can just create like all of these rules that are built into the machinery mm-hmm and the same thing with NFTs, like royalty stuff is built in. Like if the NFT is, well, actually, I think the marketplaces have to kind of honor that. But the ones that don't get run out of town, mm -hmm. but like royalty mechanisms, smart contracts are programs, actual code that's on a blockchain that exists and is immutable. This mm -hmm. program lives there and will never change. Mm -hmm. And you can give certain people permission to use the program and... I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it's it unlocks cool. an entire world of like, if you could literally make a program that nobody can change, it's insane. Yeah. That concept in itself is totally mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot, there's a lot of fun stuff there. So I'm rolling on my sleeves a little bit with Rust because um, Solana's, they're called programs in Solana, not smart contracts, and they are written in Rust. So. Cool. Some rest. Maybe maybe I'll do some multi-threaded transducing, or yeah, boy, or maybe the more macro application of the whole blockchain. Hey yo, this transducer thing—it's uh—it's gonna come in handy. I think I'm I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. No dude. No <sighs> dude. Um, Coke. Next time we should do like a quick uh update on my like, do NFTs transfer value or not? Like R and or. Oh, yeah, is, you went is, to bat with Ian Lansman. Is ownership awesome transfer. Yeah, yeah, And I feel like I must have been communicating badly. Like, 
I like that. That's my retrospective is that like I must have done a bad job explaining no, I what think I was you saying. Were explaining well. Okay, it seemed like no one was the the people who were arguing with me seemed to be talking about some completely. I mean, other I argued concept. with you last week about it. I understand what you're saying. I think it's um, I know what you're saying, and I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that wasn't acknowledged necessarily in the the thread, but um, but you know. I don't feel what you feel, but that's who cares. It's fine. No, no, no. no. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just. I know you're not mad. Well, if I'm mad, I'm mad at myself for like, I'm normally a rhetorically gifted person who can explain a, who can make an argument well, and Mm -hmm. at the very least get people to argue the argument I'm arguing. You know, um, and I failed to do that in this thread. Like I somehow ended up talking about taxes which is completely not the point oh right 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 like i got like i got i got anyway we don't have uh we don't have time to like do it but like dude but it is i look at this stuff and i just think this is my personal take yeah it's like that's all so silly like of course yeah it's it's also about why are you guys all mad about this stuff why don't you just freaking build cool stuff on Solana? Right, right. They'll be that, so no, much that's happier. All good, but those, that's, those are two different ecosystems. No, right? I know. I understand. Yeah. But if you, it's like, it's like, I don't understand. No one's mad at the people building cool stuff. I think this is what I think. I think anybody who's going to take a dump on any of this stuff has to go build something with it. Hey, I have to. You can't just read articles. You have to build something with it. And then if, and then just, just, you know it's like it's like ben shapiro and his his take on weed but he's never smoked weed you know is that what it is i do okay so i feel like there's two things right you can have a take on smoking weed and whether that's good or not yeah and then you can also have a take on the ethics of companies that sell weed and if all of your friends if, if if all of your friends are like obsessively buying weed companies you gotta try it you have to buy a weed company you have before to you try. can talk about whether or not someone should be a weed company like if there was like an there's there are plenty of mlms That's not a great example there are plenty of approve. mlms selling cbd products right definitely you can talk there's two conversations there's one about like whether cbd does anything or not or like whether cbd is valuable or useful and then there's another conversation about whether the mlms selling cbd are a good place for your friends to be putting money or whether it's good for the world that these mlm companies are uh occupying the space that they do in the business ecosystem i hear you i understand we need to have a follow-up conversation about it i after i've been struggling with this like this is very hard stuff like i'm like staring at computer screens that just don't do what i want them to and i'm totally befuddled mm-hmm. about a lot of this hell yeah so what i'm it sounds so like you're gonna like get if, smarter if i do something of the scale of some of these things that get criticized for being money grabs or mlm schemes or whatever if i do something of that scale i will have earned that money like <laughs> the amount of like knowledge and expertise and sure. work and everything Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is so, I, yeah, I had a different yeah. viewpoint before I tried you, building some of this stuff. I'm not saying you won't have necessarily. I'm saying the guy who then resells it after he buys it from you won't have. 
okay yeah i don't know whatever but you know? when he resells it after buying it from me i get a royalty on that maybe i do that's what happens unless he just sells the private key to someone for us dollars unless he sells what the private the... key oh i got you yeah yeah so you can sure. just go to someone and say hey here's the private key give me ten thousand us dollars now that person owns it on the blockchain right but then there's trust that like it's not trustless you have mm-hmm. to trust that that person like erased their key from memory. Yes. But you could transfer it probably, right? Yeah. So you could you sell it. Just transfer home. it to yourself for free. That would be how that would work. Anyway, whatever. I don't know, man. Again, I mean, I hear you. And I, <laughs> my temptation is just to be like, my internals are like, I don't give a crap, man. Anybody can do whatever the hell they want. This stuff mm-hmm. is so much fun and I'm just having a ball and I don't want to hear anything about why it's not awesome and fun yeah. <laughs> you know that's yeah, where i'm at i hear you <laughs> so, i have and there's that, so many that is I think often how the other thing that i observe ecstasy is that, as well yes <laughs> the other thing that i observe is that that like i don't know i don't i feel like it's so early that half the people jump on board and the other half criticize the people that jump on board you know and that's just is what i see early? happening is is it are we early in crypto yes but i mean what we're talking about now is not like i already jumped all the way about, on board in 2012 i jumped all the way on board crypto Daniel. <laughs> nine years ago i was all in on crypto people are mad about the nft stuff yeah yeah that's what we're talking about and it's sure, a but like craze ethereum right smart contracts and like all this stuff of multi-sig and stuff none of this is new like we've people have been talking about this it's for not new six, but if seven you look years. at the curve of popularity for sure yeah, i mean yeah. like don't don't come at me bro with this because like none of this stuff was talked about in our community until like the past month okay i was i was aware of multi-sig and smart contracts Everybody, and everything don't give yeah. me your like i knew everything forever daniel gonna, we all were little did. buds kinda into did. bitcoin yeah. daniel what I'm talking about is that this is a, this is, you could call it whatever you want. It's a hype mania thing. Yes. That's new. Mm-hmm. The hype is new and mm-hmm. to new levels. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. For sure. No you, one's disagreeing. You tussolage. You. <laughs> you fuselage. Yeah. So, so just get out of my face. I'm not in your face, Caleb. I want you to explore smart contracts. I want you to so have fun cool, learning technology. So cool. And I want you to explain it to me, but I just had to explain transducers first. But next week, I want you to explain it to me. Dude, transducers are so web too. I don't even care about them. Transducers are going to be the, the building blocks of the blockchains of the future. I know. We didn't even talk about um, Livewire because I've been doing a bunch of stuff there too. But that's, I guess that'll never get talked about. So yeah. we'll just leave that. Dude, we got a lot to cover. Yeah. All right. We well, we're like we shouldn't way have done time. We shouldn't have done 20 <laughs> minutes on drugs at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that, that was time we can't afford. And now the edit is going to take like 75% longer because this episode is so long. I want you to know, listener. I bet if the... Um, you know, like the audio is technically like an infinite stream, right? Yep. Like I bet if they refactored to transducers. That would solve all the problems of like. It wouldn't get exponentially longer the longer the audio was. You should join 
um, whatever they're called, Telestream, and uh, and explain transducers to them. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, Dude, we gotta can I go. be a transducer consultant? Can this just be my whole bit? It's just like you bring me into your organization and I'll give me a whiteboard and I'll draw transducers. This was a bad explanation, but I'm going to get better at it. <laughs> get better at it um, because I can't help but feel like all of this stuff already exists right now. And you could just like, if you're not using like a few loops, like you could recreate transducers with Octane and the concurrent thing. Just like concurrently walk through two arrays and then concatenate them at the end. <laughs> Shut up okay transducers you're blowing my business model here caleb i know i know if anybody needs help with understanding transducers daniel will coach you yeah if, and if anybody if somehow and, this this podcast where dude. i did my best to explain transducers didn't work i'll do it again <laughs> daniel we just give away free consulting on this podcast daniel really you need great. to write a book called refactoring to transducers where you show the lame old collection transforms of days of old what I need to do is just submit a giant PR to Laravel where I rewrite all of the collection methods as transducible versions of themselves and then add a transduce method to collections. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the most tangible and just thing. Like, and just don't do post it to Laravel Ideas first, right? Like, don't discuss it with Taylor. Don't do anything. Just drop like a fucking massive pr where i completely replace the collection class yep and just kind of be like here it is good job and then like at sebastian to dine and then closed no plans to merge closed no plans to merge <laughs> danny we gotta cue this freaking outro music uh bum ba dump cue it now go now <laughs>